0: That's when I'm ready, I'm going to be back out there. And, you know, if it's not right away or if it is right away, just know that, you know, I'm still putting in my effort every single day to get back out there as fast as I can. You know, they still stand behind their players, even when they're not their best times, you know, when they're hurt and down. And that was something I really took to mind. And for me and my family, to just to be in Baltimore, you know, try to be here for my whole career. Who's the toughest guy you've blocked? I'll give credit to any of those guys. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Welcome into the lounge. Training camp is here. The rookies have landed. Uh, quarterbacks and injured vets are landing today. So this is getting into full
2: gear, Garrett. It feels good. It really does feel good. There's excitement. There's buzz. There's energy. Um, first practice is next week on Wednesday. We're having fans out here at practices. There's a stadium practice next week. Like We're off and running. Eight, less than eight weeks away. Nope. until the season opener. Wow. we will be playing preseason games uh in in less than a month. Wow. So it's it's here and uh I can't wait.
1: Well, the most exciting thing for for you, I know, is that I'm coming in back into the office full time on Monday, starting Monday. Do you know, do you remember how to get here?
2: I have to I have to put it in ways. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. No, it'll be good. We'll be able to actually do podcasts in person i think we've done one in person maybe two in the last 15 months we did it around the draft i think that was it
1: well we did uh, the ones uh right after like ota practices like our takeaways and stuff. that's true that's yeah. true so we've but done still. a few
2: but, yeah uh but we're gonna have some in-person podcast Um uh, we're also gonna have a big podcast next week which we'll talk a little bit more about tease that more at the end but today we've got a big podcast today we've got a really big podcast uh and that's because we're getting joined by nick boyle raven's tight end who's coming back from a serious knee injury uh, that he suffered midway through last season. Uh, Nick's been one of the guys who's been here working every day over the course of the offseason. So let's just go ahead and jump to that interview.
1: Thrilled to have Nick Boyle. Uh, Nick, we'll start here. You know, you're coming off a summer break, heading into training camp. Uh, you know, what was your what was your summer like?
0: Uh, my summer was good. Uh, knowing, I, you know, I got injured last year, a lot of it was, you know, just trying to rehab my knee. That's, you know, daily. that's really going to be the idea until I get back on the field. Um, but it was also, you know, a little incorporation with family time, which is always good, and hanging out with my son and my daughter. Um, but like I said, it's really, you know, every day just trying to get my knee better to get back on the field and then, you know, sprinkling some family time, sprinkling a little bit of fishing when I'm able to go, you know, <laughs> and stuff like that. So it was good. Now,
1: no, wait, what what ages are we talking about on the kids? Because I know if they're if they're young, that's not a vacation. That is, there's no, no yeah, vacation with young children.
0: No, never. So my son's a year and a half and... My daughter's four months, and like oh. never, never again. Like Christine's like, hey, "Are you going to have another one?" I'm like, "Yeah, in two years." Like this is not gonna happen because <laughs> when they're both this close in age, it's like ah, you know, it's it's tough at sometimes. But you know, yeah, they, I love them obviously because they're my kids. But it's just funny, you know, when they're that close and they're both crying in the house, it's like get me out of here. What what were we thinking on that one again? Exactly, like, geez, not more, not this close.
1: Yeah, but you, you can, you can always be like, oh, babe, I, I gotta go rehab.
0: You know, I got, I gotta get out of here. Work here, you know, whether it's saunaing you know, it's still work. That's what I always gotta tell her. She's like, well, you know, I never get out of the house. You know, it's funny. (laughs) So when I get home, my dad duties go like through the roof, and she's like, all right, you know, it's my time to go get a pedicure. But I'm like. I've been at work. Like, I'm not just out there, like, you know, drinking slushies and stuff. I mean, like, we have slushies sometimes, some protein shakes. So, you know Don't I mean? tell her
1: that.
2: You're blowing yeah, it. I mean,
0: that's the truth. That's all I say. But that's part of the work, you know. I'm blessed to be part of this job, which incorporates that kind of stuff in it.
2: <laughs> is it uh, – how is it being here during the entire office? Like, I, you're probably one of, what, like three guys here?
0: Yeah. Is it weird? Yeah, Lonely? Yeah, I mean, no. I mean, like – so we only have really our one house here. Like I'm not a guy who has two houses back where we're from, New Jersey. Um, I was always the kind of guy like, you know, wherever I'm going to play, I'm going to live. I'm not going to have, you know, two residences because I like to work out at that place where I play for all year round. Hmm. So, I mean, we're kind of used to being around here all year. Uh, it's nice when, you know, some people like to roll in for a week to see someone new because you get like the same old faces all the time. You know, <laughs> the strength staff or the training staff and you see them all year around. Not that you don't like them, but. Jeez, it's nice to see someone new. So I mean, it's it's we're used to it to an extent, staying here in the offseason. And, you know, this is kind of our home right now.
2: Nice. For sure.
0: And and, and uh speaking of the training staff,
1: how how has the rehab gone?
0: It's good. You know, it's good. You know, rehab, you know, this being my first real major injury, uh, I have a ton of respect for those who get injured now. Not that mm-hmm. I didn't before. Like I'm <laughs> I'm, a, I'm not a sympathetic dude, but I am to this stuff now. <laughs> um it's you know like it's going well it's going well but there are those days where you know it's going to be tough and you just got to get through and know there's a a goal you know at the end of all this hard work and you know rehab's a kind of constant thing that you're always trying to get after and then this is all the work you're putting on top of whether weight weight you know weightlifting or doing your other things that you normally do in the off season mm-hmm. so the workload kind of just increases but you know you you kind of embrace it to an extent because you know my relationships with the training staff like me and kevin man we he's my trainer we go after it sometimes if i don't agree with him or not but like (laughs) the relationships that you create while being here around the building all year round are you know there's something to cherish yeah
2: is it it, when you say like you and kevin go at it is it because like he's trying to push you or Uh, like or or you're trying to push it like how 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 does that go like
0: (laughs) it's kind of funny it's either he's pushing me in a certain way and i'm like not this i don't believe in this is not the right way and then he's like no this is right and then we both think we're right you know it's just like (laughs) (laughs) it's funny it's all good in games not bad yeah yeah but it's just funny you know being around the same guys every day and it's like you know our relationship is really good obviously but it's just funny you know like i say you'd be around them all the time and you bump heads all the time people love listening to like us bicker back and forth but it's, <laughs> it's entertainment for the people in the room yeah
1: so basically you're
0: the pain in the butt patient
1: you know you're no, not the patient I'm, that just listens to the doctor right.
0: hey see that's that's what people mistake that's what people think <laughs> you know, i'm the patient who wants to just you know do everything correctly whether that be this or that or that and and you know what's 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 really cool about this training staff here is that like you can voice your opinion and no one's feelings are gonna get hurt you know what yeah. i mean like yeah. you truly how you feel and that's the best place about being here is that You know, I can say whatever I want, whether that's friendly or like a little edgy. But like they know how to take me, you know what I mean, and that's that's awesome. That's why our relationship is so good. Well, that's cool. it's
2: it's funny you say that, Nick, because when we did our media day superlative videos, you actually got some votes for biggest trash talker on the team.
0: Yeah, from Ronnie, I heard. Yes, from
2: Ronnie. I, I, Ronnie was one of the guys. That's who surprising. Said, hey, which, which I was like, Boyle is the biggest trash talker. He's like, yeah. yes, you gotta you gotta <laughs> see this guy behind the scenes. So basically, <laughs> not only are you talking trash talking teammates. In the locker room, you're also trash talking the training staff. So I see like there's
0: not trash talking. There's a difference between, you know, disagreeing and trash talking to an extent. but A lot of them are like very sarcastic, not snooty, but just sarcastic, funny jokes, you know, that kind of can be taken seriously if that's the kind of mood you're in, or, you know, you can understand them as jokes, which are like Ronnie are all sarcastic, nasty jokes, back and forth to me and him, (laughs) like Ronnie. And I think Ronnie and I are like, opposite sides of the spectrum in terms of some things in the football world so it's like we just i love being around him but it's like we're brothers we literally just don't have really we we don't agree all the time we rarely do agree so like we're always arguing in a funny like brotherhood stance i mean it's just like i like when he's in there because it's something to like get into
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah have you guys been been rehabbing together a fair amount
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm always in there earlier than him. I'm always working harder than him. (laughs) I'm always putting in more effort than him. So he knows that. (laughs) And that's where I see, like, you know, I'll say, you know, "Why, why are you rolling in later? You're not getting up early. And he's like, well, then he goes after me. And then I tell him why I have responsibilities at home with kids and stuff, and you have nothing. And then he comes back at me like he has dogs. And then. It just, and you're starts like, that's like, not oh, the well, same. You're not doing the right thing, you know, and it's, we just go back and forth all the time. But it's a, <laughs> it's a good, healthy bickering. You know what I mean? It's not toxic. That's funny. Now that's I see funny.
2: why you get so excited when guys come in, like, during the course of the offseason. So it's not just you and Ronnie yelling at each oh, other. Oh,
0: yeah. It's, it's, it's great. It's, it's <laughs> awesome. But, and Pat was in there, you know, not Pat, but I mean, like, everyone's just, it's just great to see. Like, Pat came back for a little bit to just work out and, to have him back, someone in my own position group, was awesome, you know, for him to work out and go back is like, oh, Pat's here, someone I can really relate to, and then I still <laughs> talk trash to Pat, though, so <laughs> it's, it's all good, you know?
1: So I think, I think uh, you know, the big question for you right now is kind of how how soon can we see you back on the field, and I know you, we're not going to get into too deep of specifics, yeah. but generally speaking, when yeah, do you, you think you're going to get back?
0: Yeah, I mean, like, that's a tough question, this being through my first knee injury, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so for that, I can't really say, you know, whether I'm, I, what, you know, when that's going to exactly be. Um, but all I can control is really working hard every day and rehabbing it to where I need to be. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's where, when I'm ready, I'm going to be back out there. And, you know, if it's not right away or if it is right away, just know that, you know, I'm still putting in my effort every single day to get back out there as fast as I can. Nice.
2: nice. H- has the rehab been... Like, I thought it was interesting. that You said you have way more respect for people who get injured and have to come back from that. It sounds to me like as you've gone through this process, there's just been, I'm guessing, like hurdles and challenges along the way that like you probably didn't even think about. Like, tell me about that a little bit.
0: Well, well first off like going through like a major surgery like getting hurt when I got hurt it was like all right my leg was just really numb like but it didn't really hurt that bad but Dude, like
1: I could I couldn't believe it when they were <laughs> carting you off the field it's like pouring down raining in New England uh, and I'm like that injury looked bad and then your face you're just like <laughs> yeah'
0: I'm like, getting like, carted <laughs> off the field in rain man like, look, like
1: you look more upset like, about the rain than you did the injury
0: I was like I what mean, is going through this guy's head? Yeah, it didn't really hurt that bad. I mean, like, as soon as I caught the ball and turned, I like felt my knee go backwards and, like, it was super tingly, super numb. And I could kind of feel it in my stomach, I have to go back to that situation. But what the, the grunt of this was was going through surgery. And I woke up through surgery. I was like so mean. I feel bad for the nurses because I was in so much pain. I was like throwing crap. My wife was saying I was throwing crackers at the nurses. <laughs> I was just being not nice because I was just like, man, it feels like there's a chainsaw going right into my leg, this bone just aching. Ooh. And I stayed I stayed there in Texas in the surgical center probably for about, I don't know, seven days. They wanted me to get out of there in like two days. And I'm like, no, nah, like I can't leave. Like this, this is miserable, you know, wow. with the pain wise. And so that was rough. And then going home and not being able to walk and being on crutches like my son who's a year old didn't even want to mess with me because i can't play with him anymore so like mm. you know you want to come with daddy and sit on the couch like he doesn't want to do that he's like nah, <laughs> man. so that's tough from an aspect being at home but you know what i really saw uh goals and just moments of, of joy is when like little things came back like i started to walk again i was able to just do certain things that are normal and then just keep getting better and better and you know those are the the highlights of you know injuries of when you come back and you start feeling like yourself and you see improvements and all that work is getting better. And now I'm not having pain with this and I'm getting better and I can start running and start cutting and all those things. Those make that, you know, all that pain kind of worth it. Right. So this past weekend I was
1: playing some slow pitch softball and I went to accelerate <laughs> down the first baseline and pop my hand be pretty good. Right. Yeah, and I crumpled yeah. to the ground. I was yeah. like, I'm done. I'm done. I just throwing the flag. Like, I I pulled myself out of the game, verge of tears, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't that close, but I, I'm telling you. you I was what's your baby. age?
0: Do you care about saying, what's your age? What you uh, like?
1: my, my, I'm what, 36, oh, that's not
0: 37, bad. 37. I mean, but you're still like popping hammies. I mean, what? It, how bad did it hurt? It, it hurt hard. pretty bad. I'm telling <laughs> you, this was a bad one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it hurts. I mean, pain's different for everybody. <laughs> i tell tell my sister, my one sister is like, if I pinch her, she acts like she dies. <laughs> How do you, the way you tolerate pain is just ridiculous. You know, everyone tolerates it differently, so.
1: Right, that's what, like, t- I was, when I saw you getting carted off the field, I was like, this dude is a
0: warrior.
1: Like, that was the image of a warrior. Like, <laughs> yeah. I can't, I, I just couldn't cry.
0: believe it. <laughs> you know, it hurt, but it was more numb. I couldn't really feel anything. It all just, my knee was like stuck in the turf and backwards. But right, right. I just knew I couldn't get up. <laughs> that was going through my head but <laughs> yeah. I was okay
1: so so how do you kind of look at it you know obviously it, it hurts to just miss the rest of the season you know and, and you want to be back out there this year to kind of help this this team get over you know the hump get to the deeper in the playoffs and all that as much stuff you know what's your mindset like about that about just kind of returning to the team and helping you get this offense to the next level?
0: Yeah. um, I mean, that's everything. That's why you do all the rehab. That's why you really want to get healthy and ultimately get back out there. When you're out there, you obviously think as a player who holds value, you can help the team win. And, you know, that's, that's a huge thing for me and especially being hurt and sitting through those games at home, sitting on the couch and watching those, man, those were tough. And I almost felt more nervous, more anxious to watch them from the couch than I do actually sitting on the bench and playing in the games. It was kind of weird. Mm -hmm. and uh you know that's that was tough for me to watch to watch my team but uh obviously supporting them in every way it's just hard and you know like I said and then watching them from 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 the couch my wife would watch them with me and I wouldn't say a word to her (laughs) and she's (laughs) like what's wrong like are you angry at me I'm like no like I I just wouldn't talk I don't know I just got in this funky mood and you know that's all because of how bad you realize when something's not there that you're used to taking part in you know how much it really hurts you as a player and so like I said, all this rehab, all trying to get back out there as fast as I can, doing everything I can every day to get back out there is huge. Mm-hmm. And then you're you're just out there with with your teammates, like in between periods, like you know, having fun with all the tight ends and just being out there and mingling. You know, those are the things you're you're not around as much, and that you really truly miss. Mm-hmm. I remember talking to
2: to Joe Flacco about this point, and when you were talking about this, it kind of made me think of this. Like when you get hurt and you're not practicing every day, and you're not playing in the games like you're still part of the team obviously but do like is it hard because you almost feel like disassociated like to a certain extent like is that part of like the uh, the challenge obviously there's the physical challenge that we just talked about but like i feel like that's part of the mental challenge that doesn't really get discussed at all
0: yeah for sure like you you don't really have an effect on the game you know what i mean you don't have an effect of the game plan like you can go to the meetings and be a part of it, but you really know you're not going to partake and be there out on the field with the guys. So, you know, like, like you said, that's a mental hurdle you have to get over and understand where you're at that current moment in time and then where you're going to be and what you're working to, to get there. Um, Like you said, it's tough. Like, it's just tough. Like when I would come back to, after my surgery and come back and start doing training room stuff, you know, after I was done, I'd crutch around the locker room, I'd see everyone. And man, that was just like such an awesome feeling. You know, just seeing everyone back in the locker room and just messing with everyone. So, like, those are the moments that are awesome. But, like, just not being on the field and not contributing is really tough, too. And you just really have to understand as a player that, you know, that time will come back, you know, as long as you put in the work in the offseason, as long as you try as hard as you can to get back out there
1: what had to feel good you know despite coming off a major knee injury when the ravens sign you to a two-year contract extension yeah. you know that had to be a bright day
0: on on this that was path. A funny story that day too <laughs> so, all right give it to me hit me yeah so all right so this is a funny one so well that was was it the day i signed it or the day uh I, I don't know whether it became public or something so anyway yeah, but I'm going besides the story, getting signed was a was an awesome feeling, knowing that, you know, this organization is obviously first class and, you know, they still stand behind their players, even when they're not their best times, you know, when they're hurt and down. And that was something I really took to mind. And for me and my family, to just to be in Baltimore, you know, try mm-hmm. to be here for my whole career, you know, I think that's something special. And the show, like they said, like they support me and they're like, hey, man, I know you're going to get back through this injury and go back out there and be a player again. And it meant a lot to me also. On the other hand, so like (laughs) this is like when it just came public. I think my son wasn't taking a nap, so we're me and my wife are like, all right, let's just go drive him around, right? Like, okay, so we're driving around. I'm on my phone while she's driving. I'm on my phone just checking the stuff because, like, you know, you get text messages and stuff, social media stuff and whatnot. So he's sleeping, and then we finally come back home, and she's like, oh, like you just want to go get the mail? Like, all right. So she pulls up right next to the mailbox, like. (laughs) I'm in the passenger seat. I'm like, all right. So I I get the mail out. And so she like, she just thinks she could turn right into the driveway on that angle. (laughs) So (laughs) she takes the whole mailbox out. (laughs) But the the mailbox post was only plastic. So like, we're here's the car. Here's the mailbox. She starts to turn. I'm like, no, 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 stop, stop, stop. And she keeps going. And so I just (laughs) hear scrape the whole side of the car, pop and shatter. And I'm like, oh, my God. All the happy moments just got me really pissed for like 10, 10 minutes. And obviously I wasn't very sympathetic at that point, which I'm sorry for, but, you know, she's a great driver. But that's just a funny story, I think, about resigning my extension. You know, my wife just not really knowing, uh, you know, the space around the car and just taking up the mailbox. Not
1: knowing really how to drive. Yeah, You can say it. <laughs> it's a, you're in a safe space. Uh,
0: yeah, and uh, There's never a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, you get that signing bonus. Yeah, was that's where the mailbox. signing bonus went. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah I, we actually didn't fix the car. There's a mark there, and we had to get a new mailbox and replace that. But I didn't, you know, there'll probably be more uh, car errors based on that one. So, <laughs> the point of even fixing it now. <laughs> that's Me- a man after my own heart. Yeah. You don't, <laughs> yeah.
1: The, the front bumper, it's half off. It's still hanging on. You don't need to fix <laughs> it's yeah, it. I mean, it's like, all good.
0: Those are the chances of you back into something else. Well, <laughs> exactly. <it was> good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is it is it uh, hard? I mean, maybe it's hard. believe, it's not. But like the fact that you are a guy you just talked about, like you want to play your whole career here. And it's like you were a fifth round pick out of Delaware. Like career was a little rocky to get going. And then you end up like being at this point where you're like one of the established veterans. Getting the extensions, like team leader, team leader, trash talking in the locker room, like well-respected guy. Like when when you got hurt, there was just a lot of uh, outpouring of support from your teammates that I thought was spoke to the way that you're respected in that locker room and
1: and fans and fans. It was beyond teammates. It was everybody. Like sometimes it just (laughs) like (laughs) to me it just like
2: speak like it's it speaks to your your level of, of work ethic and all of that, but like. I don't think there's a lot of people that that expected that going all the way back to when you were drafted. And the fact that you were able to achieve that, I think, says Mm -hmm. a lot about you.
0: Yeah, I mean, it says a lot about me, but it also says a lot about, you know, the organization I work for. Like you said, starting off a little rocky, my rookie, you're playing well, but then, you know, having a little bit of issues. And the fact, like I said, they stood by me and they believed in me and they saw what I could, you know, become and just the person I was. And, and, you know, that's what I really am thankful for. And obviously it's paid off for me and just has – been a truly blessing in my life to still be here and to be like I said with my teammates and be able to mess around with them and then getting extension even though while I'm hurt to you know have faith in me to come back and, and still perform at a high level and obviously like that's my goal um, and that should be the goal for everyone who gets hurt but like like you said it's just been awesome and that's why I truly believe this organization is first class from you know the top down and everything they do. Alright,
1: so let's talk about some of your fellow tight ends. You you can talk trash or or whatever. Uh, yeah, I, so I, got Mark... I got a lot them. I got a lot them. So what are the expectations for Mark Andrews this year? I mean, uh, you know, there's more e, weapons.
0: Good. What'd you say? I said for Marky, e, yeah, I mean they're <laughs> obviously that Mark's an awesome player, man, he's super talented, one of the best tight ends in the league, and his expectations every single year just go higher and higher. And you know, I don't know whether what stat line or whatever he has in mind, but I obviously know he's going to go out there and perform, and you know, be a main target and be a main threat for all the teams and everyone we play. You know, he's just super dangerous, and he could do so many different things. And he's fast, and you know, he can catch the ball really well. And, you know, he's very manipulative, on mm-hmm. and off the field. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no, he's just he's awesome, and you know, he just fits our offense so well. Do Do you see
1: growth in him from this off season? Like when you oh, watch him yeah. in practice.
0: Yeah, I think he's gotten so much faster. I think he's really perfecting his route running. I think he's always trying to get better in that aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and just being able to go out there and do what he does really well, even better than he did last year. And with him, you know, he always has this mantra. Every time he wants to go on the field, he wants to dominate. And that's something, you know, you look at and you truly cherish the player. And he's always trying to go out there and compete. You know, he's never, like, taking it easy when he's running a route and something He's always trying to win. Mm-hmm. And that's something really cool. Mm-hmm.
2: So, so, what do you think about how Patrick Ricard stepped in uh, after you got hurt, and like it, his ability to be versatile, fullback, tight end, hybrid? Like, mm-hmm. how impressed were you with what he was able to do?
0: Yeah, I mean, Pat from from the beginning. First of all, coming from Maine, <laughs> yikes! <laughs> <laughs> he made it through Maine and he got into the NFL, so that's one pretty impressive. Two, you know, when I think of Pat, you know, first he came here as the D lineman and to be at the highest level of football and to change sides of the ball when you've never really, maybe in high school you played fullback, but that really means you never played fullback. Let's be real. (laughs) So, So, you know, that of itself, I was like so impressed by. And then the way he translated from fullback year on and just stacked and how much better he got and how much more he understood of the offense and was be able to become a Pro Bowl fullback, you know that's unheard of. The switch switch sides like that and that amount of time to to become that successful, so that itself is just so impressive. And then again, he's a super strong guy, and he's taller than he thinks. He tells us everything. he's actually pretty tall. Mm-hmm. He's just like kind of wide, so he doesn't look as tall. He looks a little fatter, but he's not fat <laughs> at all. He's actually, pretty, pretty cut too. He just doesn't know. He looks a little fatter because he's a D lineman. But uh, <laughs> like I said, he's just he gets better and he understands. You know, the fullback position, the offense, and even when I got hurt or even when I was playing, he would play on the line of scrimmage as a down tight end in a three-point stance and him being able to do all these different things and go in motion just creates so many mismatches in our offense and allow him to play different positions, which is not pigeonholed to, oh, Pat's in the backfield here. We do this. You know, he could do multiple right. things and a credit to him studying and just evolving with this offense, Be- becoming from a defensive player, you know, it's just cool.
1: Yeah. So one of uh one of the fans suggested a new package, kind of like the Heisman package. Yeah. And <laughs> this would be you, uh, Pat and Ben Mason all with Gus with Gus toting the rock. What Just do you think bus. of that? that I call, <laughs> I'm calling it the Mauler package.
0: What mm. do you think? What are your thoughts? That would be awesome. You know, I, I'm not opposed <laughs> to having more fullbacks and tight ends on the field. I think the more we have them, the more incorporated. And the more we run the ball, to an extent, we are successful. So I would love – that would be an awesome idea. Nice. nice. There we go.
1: Can you, can you tell fans something that they don't know or may not know about, you know, blocking in the NFL as a tight end? I mean, you are one of the best blocking tight ends in the league, if not the best. What is it about your job that you relish and that fans might not
0: realize? Uh, may not realize. I think – tight end in the offense we have right now. I think besides the quarterback, I think we have the best understanding of everything going on. I think we're like, besides the quarterback, I think we know most about the offense. I think we know all about the the motions, the alignments, the assignments of everybody on the field. And we have to get moved around and do so much. I mean, I feel like if not to knock on any of the other position groups, but I don't think they would be able to do it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think we have to have a knowledge, understanding of the whole offense, especially with the offense we run but from a blocking aspect i mean i think it's really just a a mindset and tenacity and just to, to, to go out there and to want to dominate the dude across from you and no matter how you feel or how your body feels uh going out there and just just trying to beat the good dude across from you physically and you know it's a good feeling when it happens and it's even a it's a worse feeling when you get dominated so like <laughs> I tell people like football, man, like if you're playing well and doing really well, it's the most fun sport, but it could be the worst sport if you're out there and you're just getting physically dominated. Like there is no worse feeling that makes me feel in life, like to get physically dominated out there in the football field. And so therefore, that's the last thing I ever, ever want to happen. So when I go out there, I'm really just trying to. To dominate everyone else
1: right and probably when you go out there and you get you like you're getting beat by one guy like it's I mean, not gonna it's not gonna change you know <laughs> like if he's beating you it's gonna keep happening so, all right who's the toughest guy to block who's the toughest guy you've blocked
0: i'll give credit to any of those guys <laughs> <laughs> they're tough ones to block i'm not mentioning any of them you know <laughs> they're, all that... blockable. <laughs> they're all blockable, Everybody's blockable. I, love I love it,
2: it. i love, I love it. it is is it uh to Ryan's point like I think that there's probably not enough appreciation for you go you'll, you'll go up there and you'll have to block Miles Garrett or you know mm-hmm. TJ Watt like you're right there in the thick of like some of these great players on the defensive side and obviously right. the offensive line the left tackle gets a lot of the attention in that regard but like you're going up against yeah. those guys and like yeah. th- is that something that you relish enjoy do cuz you have to like how do you view that
0: I mean, I look at it as a normal part of the job for what I have to do, technically. So it's not something I'm like, oh, wow, I'm going against this dude, you know, or something like that, because that's just really what the job entails. And being a part of this offense or running the ball, um, we do a lot of different things with those guys, whether we block it or not. But there's times where you're really, you know, third and one or whatnot, or even run the ball power and everything. You just got to, you know, get the job done versus, you know, huge DN or something like you say. And so for me, I mean, that's kind of, I'm expecting myself to win. I'm expecting myself to get that block done. So when it doesn't happen, I'm very disappointed. So I, I really don't take it as something special. I just take it as something normal. So when I go do it, it's just like, all right, I did what I was supposed to do. You know what I mean? I'm not yeah. like patting myself because that's, that's what I'm expecting myself to do, go out there. That's why I I want to be one of the best blocking tight ends in the league because that's what, that's what I want to go get done. Right.
1: Well, and now you're a touchdown machine. You know, after four years, yeah. four years Sometimes. not finding the end zone, back to back, <laughs> two touchdowns each year, baby.
0: Yeah, we'll see. We'll
1: see. <laughs> you better get to at least three. We need a career high in touchdown catches. this
0: I want to have had one. I want to have one for Buffalo. What, what was that, 2017 or 2018? But, but Willie, shout out to Willie Snead. He wanted to block the dude through the back of the end zone. <laughs> You're watching on tape. It's true. The penalty. I'm Call back. I'm back. bro. I'm just kidding. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you
1: for joining us, Nick. Best of luck, man. Keep keep grinding, and uh, we can't wait to see you out there. Awesome. Thanks, guys, so much. All right. Thank you. All righty. Well, thanks to Nick. Uh, just a great guy. I mean, just he's funny, man. And and I think it it is really cool to see how far he's come in his career and the leader that he is on this team. It's uh it's really neat.
2: It is like, like I said, I would, if you were to go back to 2015, 2016, and say uh, who on this team is still going to be here in 2021, like, right. I, I probably wouldn't have picked Nick, you know, like, just to be honest. Hater. Wow. I, wow. You know, I wouldn't have. Hater. Yeah, but like, Hater. I don't think you would have either. <laughs> yeah, I don't think a lot of people would have, but he mm. was able to like, come back from a rocky start and just turned into a really good player who's recognized as the best in the league at what he does as a blocking first tight end and be somebody who's so important to this team, so important to this offense. And um, yeah, just, just a really, he's a good guy too. So Well, I, it's
1: interesting. You know, it's interesting. I just pulled up the 2015 draft. So that was the Rashad Perry right. in round one. Uh, then it, it's, it's crazy. Three tight ends. Cause then Max Williams in the second round, yeah. Boyle goes in the fifth, and then Waller, Darren Waller went in the sixth. Yep, yep. It's just
2: pretty, pretty interesting. I know. And Max is still playing, I think now too, right? Max is still playing, I believe. I think he was hurt last year. Um, but yeah, that's yeah. that was crazy. Well, and Zadarius Smith in the fourth
1: round. You know, you look at that draft, and and Brashad kind of taints, you know, the top of it, obviously. But then you start looking in the other rounds. You're like, all right, Zadarius Smith, like a
2: Defensive Player
1: of the Year candidate right.
2: in Green Bay. Nick Boyle, Darren Waller. Like, dang, that
1: 2015 class wasn't too bad. Yeah,
2: yeah, for sure. It's like that's uh, kind of similar to the not to do a full draft, you know, redraft podcast <laughs> right now. But it's kind of like the 2013 draft with Elam not great at the top. And yep. then you get Brandon Williams, you know, in the third yep. round. And you're like, oh, okay.
1: Right, and check yeah. and some other guys, yeah. I think, too. Yeah, for sure. Um, anyway, really excited about Nick. And, you know, the Ravens need him back on the field, to be honest, if we're just going to talk about football here. And one thing, you know, it's Ben Mason is an interesting case study for this team and where he fits into the puzzle here. And, you know, if Nick is is a little bit slower to get back on the field or whatever, you know, maybe Ben Mason is insurance in that regard. You know, to kind of be that inline blocker that the Ravens
2: need at tight end, um, so I, I think that's that's something to watch for sure. Yeah, and all, I mean uh, Ben Mason is interesting. I talked about that on Final Drive a little bit yesterday. Also, Eric Tomlinson, who the Ravens added mm-hmm. last season, who filled in for Nick late down the stretch, he's another big and,
1: and filled in well. Yeah, he, and and
2: he's he's a big boy also. I mean, he's physically impressive and can, and can play that blocking type role. Um, when he's got the long hair, he's got like the Thor like hair. Yeah. So that adds to that it. That, that makes you tougher. That definitely adds definitely. to it. That's <laughs> oh, for, sure. oh. for sure. That's why you're not tough at all. You got the, the short buzz cut <laughs> there. there. Well, you, Nick Boyle's got the super short cut. You're saying he's not tough? That's Is true. that what you're saying? I never said that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's either one way or the other. Okay. If you're completely shaven, if you're bald, basically,
2: that's tough. Okay. Or
1: long hair. It's the in between, like me and you. Not tough.
2: Yeah. Pop a hammy and start crying on the ground. Yeah, exactly. You become 37 years old, popping your hammy and old man softball. (laughs) Dude, my leg still hurts. (laughs) I'm
1: telling you. It's been four days and I'm still peg-legging. It's bad. It's bad. Coach told me I have to rest this weekend. I'm not allowed to come back to the playoffs. Yeah, you got
2: to get to 100%. Get back when you're 100% and uh, rehab so that you're good. Well, to that's go. the
1: problem. I kind of tweaked it like three weeks straight and then I kept going and then I full on popped it. That's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah. Anyway, you don't have those, you don't have those problems cause you're not an athlete. Like, no, you I'm, I'm a natural athlete. So I don't,
2: I don't, Pull hamstrings. I'm out there. <laughs> you, don't, on the, I'm, you don't compete. I'm out there on the kickball fields. Two great Compute. hamstrings. Two great hamstrings. <laughs> uh, all right. So next week, we said this at the top, training camp begins. First practice is on Wednesday. Uh, and we are hoping to have and we are planning to have quarterback Lamar Jackson on the podcast uh, next week. So we're looking forward to that. So make sure that you stay tuned because uh, that should be a lot of fun. Yep. Anyway, thanks for listening. As always, you can reach us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net,
1: and we'll catch you next week with Lamar.